Hey guys, like my intro, yeah, whatever. This is Queen Podcast number one. Uh, spoiler alert, this book has nothing to do with queens. I'm just a freaking queen. So yeah, let's get into it. So this book I'm reading is called The Opposite of Love by Sarah Lynn Stierger, or whatever her last name is. Um, and I'm just going to give you like a little a little summary of what the book is like kind of about. So there's this girl called Rose, right? And um, she starts to fall in love with this guy named Chase. But she's like this wannabe badass adopted kid or whatever that she doesn't care about anything. But in reality, she does care. And so her mom, her mom was a, she was a prostitute. And so they took her to jail and they took her away from her daughter, Rose. And now she's living with her adoptive parents and she hates them and all. She makes them seem like bad guys, but they're really not that bad. It's just, I think it's just her. So anyways, right? Now I'm going to get into my book club prep. I actually did it for once. Oh my God, are you guys proud of me? Yes. I don't have any of the clapping things, so I'm just going to, let's pretend you guys are clapping. Okay, whatever. So in the book... I have some noted down parts. Okay, so in the book, Rose gets arrested, which this part is pretty confusing because they never explain what truly happened or, like, I don't really get the point of this. But Rose Rose is staying over at Becca's house, who's her best friend or whatever, and then Chase is there because um, Becca's brother, Daniel, he's Chase's best friend. And so he sees Rose there, and he's like, oh, damn, she's looking good, but... Obviously, he didn't say anything, but he kept looking at her, and I was just like, I mean, come on, seriously, man? You seem like a freaking stalker. So, she goes, he goes over to to his house, and then she's there, and then she, when the whole family finished eating, there was Chase and Rose and Becca's family, uh, Rose decides to say, oh, I'll wash the dishes, and then the police comes to their house, and then all of a sudden, they arrest Rose. And it turns out that she stole her stepmom's credit card. But, and the stepmom thought that she, like, stole money from her or bought herself stuff. But she actually just broke it apart, which is pretty stupid. Like, you're really going to get arrested for that? You're really going to do something that stupid? But whatever. And so, yeah, that was one part of the book. And, I like, a few questions I have are, why does Chase's mom treat him and Daisy like crap, even though the abusive father left? So, this is, like, a little part from the question. It's, like, Candy treats Daisy like crap. She puts her down calling her name, and she she's always calling her, like, retarded behind her back. Because I'm guessing she's not as smart as the other kids. And, I mean, don't even get me started with her. I mean, she's a slut. She goes out. She'd rather be with men than her own kids. And Chase is technically, like, Daisy's dad because he takes care of her and he feeds her and all that. While the mom is out there partying, being a freaking like a prostitute too so that's why i wonder and then does rose act like she's a badass because she did, she's adopted or is she like hiding something because okay here's the thing when rose starts hanging out with chase more and they go out on like these dates or whatever uh, but this is in school because well rose's parents won't let her date and she can't even go out of the house she just goes like from the house to school and the school to house and so in the book, she starts talking about how, like, she thinks he's cute and, like, he's adorable or whatever. But whenever she's, like, actually around him, she doesn't truly show her emotions besides, like, wanting to get with him. Which I don't think is really, I don't know, I just, I don't think that's good. Like, I think you should express your emotions. 
And then comments I have are, I notice that Candy calls Daisy names behind her back because she's not as smart as the rest of the people, I guess. I just explained that. And then I noticed that Rose has weird feelings towards Chase. She's always feeling special and loved around him, but she can't ever show her true emotions to him, and I wonder why. I still want to know why. Like, is something bad happened to her between her and some other guy or something that she can't, like... She just messes around with any other guy, and I don't think that's good. And then, okay, the key quotes. Oh, my God. This lady, the author or whatever, she is so good at writing or whatever. Well, she's a good author. That's on the, just, that sounds stupid what I said. She's a good author because I like the way she describes certain things. Like, there are so many simple things that she takes in and she describes it, like, thoroughly. And I don't know. I just really like that. And the key quote was, oh, my God. Also, this book is so cute. Like, whenever they're, like, big kids or, like, something cute happens. I don't know. I just, I like romantic books. And I think this was a really good book to choose. And so, quote, Mark. The only one looking directly at her was that kid Chase. He watched her like some with something like compassion in his eyes, like he understood. This was when, this is on page 15, when Rose was getting arrested and Chase kept looking at her. And I'm guessing maybe he knows what it felt like because maybe his mom has gotten arrested before. I don't know. Or maybe his dad got arrested. I don't even know. But I do know that his dad left them and they've never seen him again. And another key quote is, he was cute, sure, in a teddy bear on steroids kind of way. But lots of guys were cute. She guessed it was this. He seemed like the guy who might actually really get her. And if that happened, it'd either be the best thing in the world for her or the worst. This was page 44 when she was looking at him when they they got a job together at daycare and she was looking at him and so they said this part and... I don't know, I just, I thought that was cute that she does like him, but then at the same time she thinks that it might be the worst thing in the world, because I guess she's afraid, she's like, she's pretty much like me, like, afraid to fall in love, because, you know, you don't know whatever, you don't know what's gonna happen, like, what if you get heartbroken, and you see, that's like, okay, so I was, okay, this is like totally off point, but I was watching, I was watching that 70 show, right, and in this one episode, um, Eric and Donna break up, and then, Eric, this angel comes with er- to Eric, and he's like, is it better to have loved and lost or never have loved at all? And, well, to me, I think this is what Rose feels. Like, maybe she's afraid to love and lose him, and then, you know, I mean, heartbreaks are pretty painful, I guess. I don't know. And, but I, I think it's better to have loved and lost because, well, you go through a lot of, like, good things in a relationship, but then at the same time, it, like, it ends up bad. So, I guess I kind of feel her in the same way. And so, okay, whatever. I'm getting off topic. Um, some predictions I have is, I think that in the first part, when they talk about Rose Rose texting Chase, it's because she's going to look for her mom. She's not going to kill herself or run away. She just wants her mom. So, in the first, like, in the really beginning of the book, this, okay, so this book has, like, segments. There are parts where, like, a chapter ends and it says now, or it says or it says before and so now the reality that's happening is where rose texted daniel and becca and chase and she told them let me me just find it give me a second okay she told them i'm writing to say goodbye becca you can have anything you want for my room chase i saved you a bunch of sketches thanks for being my friends please don't hate me for this love rose so everyone thinks that she's gonna kill herself or that she's gonna run away or something but 
here that's my prediction that she's not gonna kill herself or anything but she's gonna go look for her mom like i guess her mom is in jail or whatever and she wants to go look for her and talk to her and it's not that she's running away or anything and another prediction is i think that chase is going to one day explode real bad at his mom because they're always arguing over everything and they pretty much can't stand each other okay so in one part of the book where chase and his mom start arguing really bad and then he starts seeing daisy cry which is his little sister and then he just has like this flashback of how how his dad was how his dad would always yell at them or he would like verbally and physically abuse them and so he sees himself and he's like no i like i need to control myself and then daisy's like sort of scared of him because of that and i mean the mom just left after that you know she gave she gave no fucks she just left Okay, and a reoccurring image, motive, or theme. Uh, one of the themes I see in this book would be the saying, you're just like your father. Chase is constantly reminded by his attitude and the way things get gory when he argues with his mom that he is just like his dad who physically and verbally abused both him and his mother. Chase is always verbally arguing with his mother in front of his little sister Daisy, who is terrified one day he'll hit them and be like their dad. I just talked about that. So, um, motive? Uh, no, not a, well, yeah, a motive for an image. I keep seeing this image of attention with Rose. She's the one who acts like she doesn't care about anything or anyone, but she truly does. She flirts in sexual ways with Chase around, so goss- around, go- around the Gossip Girls so so they can spread rumors about her and she can get more attention by guys. She's also having a lot of sex with guys so they can go around writing inappropriate things about her in the guys' bathroom. I believe this represents a rebel child who was left by her mother and who was left by her mother. What the hell is a mother? Um, her mother. The attention means that she doesn't get. The attention means like what she doesn't get from her adopted parents at home. So like I guess they don't give her attention at home, so she seeks attention somewhere else. But it's not a good kind of attention. It's like you look like a whore, and well, you're making yourself look like one. I don't know. I just I just think that she. She seeks for attention in the wrong ways. Like she could do, she could seek for attention somewhere else. Like I don't know, participating in school or I don't know, Chase. I don't, I don't even know. But I think she's doing the whole thing wrong. And for the author's craft, this is literally the first time I have ever written on this part. I never write it in my book club prep. Um, I like how the author was able to describe when Rose was washing the dishes that it created a visual about something like the way to chore. She stood in the kitchen sink with her arms in soapy water up to the elbow, scrubbing dishes like Cinderella, dipping her hands in and out of the warm soapy sink, and listening to the white noise of the running water. I like that description because, I mean, the author described washing dishes, but she described it in such a way where you can actually visualize that, or like you can see yourself doing that, and I thought that was pretty good. This was on page 14. And uh, on page 42, I like how the author used descriptive writing when talking about a kiss between Chase and Rose using an apple as imagery to describe the sensory, to describe the sensory detail of taste. A real long kiss, long and deep, the kind that sent goosebumps racing down her arms and legs. She could taste the apple wedged in his cheek, sweet with a slightly tangy kick. I mean, come on. She's talking about apples, and how good a description is that? Like... I'm not over here gonna try to act like, um, I think I'm all that, but I think I'm a pretty good writer, too, because I like the way I describe things, and I don't know, like, 
thoroughly. I think that's what makes someone a good author. Maybe I should be an author when I grow up. Maybe not, because, I mean, no offense, authors are kind of losers. Like, supposed to be a friend with an author? Like, the hell? But, yeah, sorry for getting off topic there. And, yeah, and so, every 66 pages I have to read. So, but at the end of page 66, let me open it up. Um, by the end of page 66, Rose and Chase are in the daycare center where they work at. And then, um, Chase kissed Rose without her, no, well, without her being aware that she was going to get kissed. And then Rose kind of got mad. And then Rose was like, oh, well, she was thinking that they just want to fool around. But Chase told her, he, he was like, no, this is not a game for me. I, I truly, really like you and I want to take you on a date. And then Rose, in the end, she got mad because she thought to herself, she thought to herself that maybe Chase didn't get her after all. He didn't get the things that she goes through or the way her adoptive parents are. I mean, okay, they're not bad people, but they don't let her have a life, which kind of makes them bad people. Because, I mean, come on. You don't let your freaking adoptive daughter have a life. Why do you expect her to want you or, like, love you? If you you can't even let her even go out to the freaking store without you being there. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, tune in next time. I don't even know. Was this? How long was this? Oh, my God, this was, okay, not bad. Um, I was a little, I was thinking a little low, so sorry for kind of seeming boring because I'm in my house. And some people are sleeping here, and I'm not trying to be that loud. But, yeah, so, I think this, I think this book is really good. I like it. I like how things are going, or, like, things are happening. And I'm trying to look for, I'm trying to look for on my computer the, how to end this thing. Cool, okay, because I'm using that thing, where, what's it called, the Anchor, the Anchor podcast thing. And I think it's working pretty good, so... Why am I still talking? Okay, anyways, uh, I hope you like this podcast. Sorry for being a little boring and just talking about the stupid book because I don't want to keep making jokes and stuff like that because I'm trying to get this thing serious because I feel like if I start making jokes and I'm going to get really off topic. So, yeah, that was the summary. And tune in next time to see what's going to happen after. What's going to keep happening. Bye, guys.